Hey family, this is Pastor Travis. Thank you so much for joining in to this week's podcast. I believe there is a word for you from Forward City. I love you. I believe in you. I know that God has an amazing plan for you. No matter what you're doing, working out, traveling, however you're listening to this podcast, lean in and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart. If you want to partner with the vision that we have here at Forest City Church of reaching the unchurched and the overchurched, helping them move forward with God, go now to forwardcity.tv. Remember, your passage going, future is waiting. Let's move forward. I want to open up by reading a text to you. You can go on ahead and grab your seat. Pastor Travis already said so many kind words about me. I'm honored to be here. You, we may be meeting each other for the first time, but I want you to know I'm on team. I'm not just a guest speaker. I'm, I'm family here. I am family here. I, I love this church. I am Forward City Church. I just live in New York. I'm, I'm, I'm a part of this. I'm adopting myself in. I told Travis yesterday, this is crazy. We got to see the last building. We got to come over here yesterday. We were walking around. I'm just celebrating everything it is that God is doing. So because I want you to get familiar with who I am, I, I wanted to show you a picture of my, my beautiful family. I want to show you a picture of my beautiful family there there they are right there it's uh it's such a wholesome picture right it's like what is this hallmark um sitting on a stool dog by the feet um you know it's just so picturesque that, that that's my daughter chloe she is 12 years old and she is absolutely amazing she loves jesus she's she's brilliant that's my son dylan who's 15 years old uh who who wanted to come he he, he wanted so bad but we he, he just had too much going on but he, I'm, I'm i'm bringing him soon that that's my 15 year old and that's my wife jairus everybody say jairus she's from columbia the country not not south carolina she, she's from columbia she's from cali columbia she's she's uh She's German and Colombian. German and Colombian. I know. Talk about leadership roots. You know what I mean? Um, nope. You don't know your history? Okay. We'll talk about it later. Um, but that's, that's my beautiful family. And, and me and my wife been dating since we were 16 years old. This November, we're celebrating 17 years of marriage. Next week is her birthday, so we're just, we're just celebrating life right now. And here's what we get to do. We get to travel around the world preaching the gospel. I've been in youth ministry. I've been an executive pastor. I've been a senior pastor. In this season of my life, I have the beautiful privilege of traveling around the world and preaching the good news, preaching the gospel. And I'm excited about today. I'm excited about this moment because like I said, I was, I was driving in my car, just finished dropping off my children at school. And seven days ago, seven days ago, the Holy Spirit gave me a thought. And he said, you need to go back home and you need to write it right now. He told me to open up to John 9. So if you have your Bibles, open up with me to John 9. And if you don't have your Bible, that's okay. You could follow along on the screens. But I would encourage you strongly to take notes. I, I believe that anytime the word is preached, we should be taking notes because we want to remember. We want to remember what God would say to us in these moments. And God will speak. And I never. We know that, right? When he speaks, he means it. John 9, John 9, verses 1 through 11. It says this. It says, while he, he is Jesus, was passing by, he, he noticed a man who had been blind from birth. He, he noticed a man. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, which means teacher, 
who sent this man or his parents that he would be born blind come on how many know that's bad theology right there that's a that's a whole lot of bad theology but here's what I love I love I love that the Bible points out to us and in most of the translations that in this moment when they call Jesus they actually call him teacher rabbi is is teacher and he's always teaching but how many know when we identify him as teacher in the text he's really about to school us and that's really what's about to happen right here and I'm gonna read the next few verses to you but if I'm being honest I'm really preaching verses 1 through 4 to you today his disciples asked him, Rabbi, teacher, who, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he would be born blind? Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned. Or were they perfect? Oh, they were perfect. They weren't perfect. They, they've sinned, but their sin had nothing to do with this. That's what he's saying. But it was so that the works of God might be displayed and illustrated in him. Whew. We must work the works of him who sent me. I'll be honest with you, it was, it was the reason that I chose this translation because I love that. We, we, we must work the works. It sounds like bars, right? It sounds like he's rapping. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world, giving guidance through my word and works. Giving guidance through my word and works. Giving guidance through my word and works. When he, when he had said this, he spat on the ground and made mud with his saliva, and he spread the mud like an ointment on the man's eyes. And he said to him, go wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated to scent. So he went away, washed, and came back seen. The blind man came back seen. So the neighbors and those who used to know him as a beggar, they said, is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Like they just saw the miracle take place. Some says, it is he. Still others said, no, but he looks like him. But the man kept saying, I am the man. I'm him. I'm the one you were talking about. I'm, I'm him. I, I, I was blind, but now I see. So they said to him, how were your eyes opened? He replied, the man called Jesus made mud and smeared it on my eyes. The man called Jesus made mud and smeared it on my eyes and told me, go to Salome and wash. Go to the place called Scent and wash. Go to the place called Scent and wash. So I went and washed and received my sight now if i'm being honest with you from a theological standpoint it is important to note that this story if you were to study it in proper context what the illustration that jesus is actually pointing to is salvation that we went from darkness to light that we went from blind to sing but simultaneously he's also displaying his wonderful works of power and the fact that he's god and he could do what he wants 
And as a result of it, a blind man leaves seen. So I want to take the next few moments and I want to preach to you from this idea. I've seen it. If you're taking notes, I want you to go on ahead and write that down. I've, I've seen it with my own eyes. If, if you're not taking notes, take notes. I've seen it with my own eyes. Anybody ever seen God do something? I've, I've seen it with my own eyes. I'm trying to help you put a praise on it right there, right here. I've, I've seen it with my own eyes. I've, I've seen it with my own eyes. I've, I've seen it. I got my own experiences. I've, I've seen it. I got history with God. I've, I've seen it with my own eyes. Let's pray one more time. Holy Spirit, speak. Amen. Short and sweet. That's it right there. The holidays are coming up, by the way. If you want to invite me over and you want to make sure the food does not get cold, invite me. I'll pray. We'll get to eat right away. Just in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Because the way the Holy Spirit has been giving me this message, I'm going to lean in on my notes for the beginning portion of this meeting, of this service. But I want you to prepare yourself because I'm going to read it to you and speak it to you and preach it to you like the Holy Spirit downloaded it to me. So with that said, we live in a day and age where people want to deconstruct our faith. And to be honest, I'm not mad at the idea of deconstruction, but only if it leads to reconstruction. Let's get rid of false theology, ideologies, and philosophies that do not match up with the word of God. I'm all about accountability. Accountability is necessary. If there's anything in me that isn't taking me forward as a believer and us as a body, then I do not want it. Let's get rid of whatever is not God. Fair? With that said, in an attempt to filter right belief from wrong belief, there are people, deconstructionists, if you will, that have been making a great mistake. Maybe you've seen this before. Maybe you've seen a TikTok clip. Maybe you've seen a YouTube video. Maybe you had a conversation with somebody that grew up in church and now as a result, they think they know better. See, my concern is not with the non-believer. They don't know better. First Corinthians lets us know that if they do not have the spirit, they will not understand the things of the spirit. My issue is with the one that is a believer and yet, and yet these believers have been trying to dismiss the evidence of our faith simply because they cannot explain it. They believe that if we can't explain it, we shouldn't believe it. They believe that if we cannot explain it, that we should not believe it. I want to say I cannot disagree more. In fact, I like to go on record stating not everything we believe in can be fully explained. Not everything we believe in can be fully explained. In fact, let me say it this way. Not everything that we've seen can be fully explained. Not everything that I've experienced can be fully explained. But because I've seen it, I believe it. Because I've seen it, I believe it. Let me take you to school real quick. The essence of our Christianity is faith, hope, 
and love. Faith, hope, and love. And what accompanies faith, hope, and love are miracles, signs, and wonders. Miracles, signs, and wonders. Faith is essential for these three to take place. See, according to Hebrews 11.1, 1, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Perhaps no other component of the Christian life is more important than faith. We cannot purchase, fully explain it with logic, reasoning, or science. The dictionary defines faith as belief in, devotion to, or trust in somebody or something, especially without logical proof. It also defines faith as belief in devotion to God. The Bible has much to say about faith and how important it is. In fact, just on a side note, it is so important that it says without faith, we have no place with God and it is impossible to please him as noted in Hebrews eleven six. According to the Bible, faith is belief in the one true God without actually seeing him. Faith is belief in the one true God without actually seeing him. And yet, in my life, although I've never seen God, I've seen God. Although I've never seen God, I've seen God. Let me say it this way. Although I've never seen his face, I've seen the results of his stare. Although I've never seen his face, I've seen the results of his, of his stare. Although, although I've never seen him, I've seen him. Although I've never looked him in the eyes, I know for a fact he's been looking after me. Although I've never looked him in the eyes, I know for a fact he's been looking after me. Although I've never seen his physical hands, I've seen the results of his powerful hands. Although I've never seen his physical hand I've seen the results of his powerful hands I believe because of what I've seen I believe because of what I've seen I've seen it with my own eyes I've experienced it with my own life I've, I've seen it I've seen it I've seen it and maybe I'm the only one in the room and if so that's okay I'll praise him by myself but is there anybody else in the room that could attest I've seen him too I've seen him in my life I've felt his stare I've seen his hands I've felt his move I've seen his real you can say what you want about him but I've seen him for myself if there's anybody that agrees with me on that statement put a praise on it this is it right here this is it right here. I was just at dinner the other night, Friday night. I was with my wife and two of our friends. And we were having this conversation how, how it could be difficult to evangelize at times because I could explain to you my experience, but my experience is my experience. And there is something about experience that explanation cannot do. It's the way he set it up. Acts 3.16, write it down so you can read it later. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong, it is Jesus' name and faith that comes through him that has completely healed him as you all can see. As you all can see, Deuteronomy 10.21, he is the only one you praise. He is your God who performed for you those great and awesome wonders you saw with your own eyes. He set it up this way. So with that said, I'm going to look in the camera. With that said, to every prophylier, heretical Christian TikToker, 
YouTube theologian and Christian influencer that has been trying to deconstruct the miraculous evidence of our faith simply you are wrong you are operating in a spirit of confusion and delusion you are operating in a spirit of confusion and delusion and here's what the Holy Spirit is saying we won't stand for it any longer your time is up and we're about to expose you with experience we're about to expose you with experience we're about to expose you with experience and we are fed up so we'll say it this way we will not allow anyone anymore to misidentify our miracles as made-up stories we will not allow you to misidentify our miracles as made-up stories so here I am and I want to deconstruct the statement real quick I want to deconstruct the statement that says everything God does must be explained with reasoning that is not true that is a lie straight from the hell as if as if God ever needed to give any one of us a reason to do what he does as if God ever needed to give me a reason for him to do what he does he is God and God does God things he moves like he wants he talks like he wants he responds like he wants he'll never comply with our rules because he is God he will bless who he wants to bless he will provide for who he wants to provide for he will kill who he wants to kill he will love who he wants to love and he will save who he wants to save I am saying this hear me to to encourage the faithless celebrate with the faithful and if I'm being honest to pull those operating under a superior pretense off of their false spiritual high horse in other words I want to correct those that think they know better allow me to remind you of Romans 11:34. who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor or what about first Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11 for who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them in the same way no one knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God in other words you can't fully explain why God does what God does but he still does it because he is God all by himself if you agree with it put a shout on somebody want to challenge me on my experiences you know what I'm completely comfortable with Travis I don't know Well, why would he do that? I don't know. You ever see them pastors that they try to explain everything like that? You know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was because of his faith. He he got healed. That's true. Faith does heal people, but I've seen some faithless people get healed too, by the way. What, what about that one? Let me say it this way. We don't know what we don't know. Do not know to stop me from speaking about what I have seen. I don't know what I don't know. But what I do know, I'm talking about. And whether I could fully explain it, that's not going to keep me from talking about it. I am going to talk about it. There are, there are things, there are things that I couldn't tell you, but it won't keep me from telling you what I do not know. Let me write it, let me say it this way. I don't, I can't tell you why he picked 12 misfits and called them disciples. 
but what I can tell you is that I've seen the impact that God has made through them and the world was turned upside down because of their obedience. I can't tell you why Jesus ministered to the woman at the well, offered her salvation and forgave her of her seductive lifestyle. I, I can't tell you. I don't know. But what I can tell you as a result of that story, I know where to find the living water. I can't tell you exactly why the woman with the issue of blood was able to find her healing at the hem of Jesus's garment. And I can't tell you what it was about her push. I can't tell you what it was about her timing. I can't tell you what it was about her faith. But here's what I know because I've seen the strength that she was operating in her own weakness. She was able to operate in her weakness and she was able to get a God. And as a result of that, I learned a lesson. Here's the lesson that I learned that even in your weakest moments you are still strong enough to get to Jesus I, I can't explain it but but there's something that the grace of God when he falls on his people you feel like you're done but he says you're not done because my grace is sufficient I can't tell you exactly why he does what he does but I can tell you that whatever he does is good I can't tell you why he does what he does, but I can tell you what he does, it's good. I've seen his goodness. I've seen it in the Bible. I've seen it in my family's life. I've seen it in my friend's life. I've seen it in my own life. Listen, I've seen the faithful be richly blessed as noted in Proverbs 28. Along with that, I've never seen the righteous forsaken as noted in Psalm 37, 25. But with the same eyes, the same way I've seen him bless the righteous, I've also him bless the ratchet I can't explain it I don't I don't know I, I don't know why he would save that person I don't know why he would heal that person I don't know and here's what I do know it makes people angry why that person gonna get blessed why are you gonna do it for him God why you ain't gonna do it for me I've seen mean people be healed I've seen angry people be blessed I've seen ang I've seen people get angry about this and they demand an explanation for this and really what they're looking for is rhetoric when in actuality they should be asking for a revelation you have been looking for rhetoric, explanation. God, why do you do what you do? And the real prayer should be, God, would you open my eyes? Would you allow me to trust you so that I could understand the position I have? You're God. I'm not. You do not need me to be God. You are God all by yourself. So instead of me being frustrated about what you're doing for somebody else, I want to be content where I'm at because I know you hold it all together. You are behind me. You are over me and you are before me which means you have me exactly where you want me to be and because of that I'm gonna praise you for it even when I'm frustrated I'm gonna praise you for it even when I'm annoyed I'm gonna praise you in it because let everything that has breath praise the Lord and in all times good times bad times sad times sorrowful times frustrated times I am still gonna praise you I am still gonna worship you because you created me to worship you and I'm not gonna allow anything to stop me or discourage me from worshiping you because to be discouraged in your presence is to suggest that I know better than you and God from this moment on I admit to you I do not know I don't get it I'm frustrated that it happened but I'm good with you I praise you because everything you do is good that may not be popular but if anyone else doesn't mind putting a praise on it take about 30 seconds right now and get your heart right
trying to tell me because I can't explain it I didn't experience it people will try to argue with you with theology all day long but nobody can touch your experience bunk my theology but you cannot dismiss my experience I've seen too much I've, I've seen too much I, I know who I was I know what I was I know where I was going who I was is not who I am today I was broken before but who I am today I am a living breathing walking talking moving sewing miracle that's exactly who I am I am a child of God I know you knew me as their child but I belong to the king of kings today I belong to the Lord of Lords today I was broken but now I'm whole I've seen the miracles in my own life and I've seen it in others I've seen God provide for others I've seen marriages restored I've seen drug addicts set free I've seen porn addicts set free I've seen the sick healed I've seen deaf ears restored I've seen demons cast out I've seen generational curses broken I've seen poor people become rich people I've seen people who are about to lose their home all of a sudden re receive a check out of nowhere I've seen people that knew nobody gain favor with the right somebody I've seen it I've seen it I've seen it I can't explain it but I know my experience if you agree put a shout on it let me tell you what I saw recently this one will bless you in fact it already did I was in Tulsa Oklahoma I was attending a conference. I've sat in a few seats from one of my best friends, from my brother. It's called Transformation Conference. Maybe you heard of the pastors, Pastor Michael and Natalie Todd. He has a big future. I can see it. I'm just prophesying now. God's going to use him greatly. Mark my words. Like a right, great prophecy. It was a Thursday evening, October 6th, 2022. The time was 8.48 p.m. I saw my brother and sister, your pastors, Pastors Travis and Dr. Jackie Green, along with Forward City Church, be blessed with the check for $1 million. I was there, I, I saw it, I was, I was there, I saw it, I was, I was there, I was there, we, we got footage, I was there, I saw it, I, I was there, and had I, had I not been there, I may not have believed it, if social media didn't exist, I would have thought it was an old wives tale, it was just a nice story, but I was there, I, I saw it, I was, I was sitting, I was sitting in the rafters, I was, I was there, I saw it, and, and I was blown away by, by the experience, I was there, but then after this moment, we were in the back, Travis said, Chris, come over here. And he called Jairus over. And he called Jackie over. And he started to download to me what the Holy Spirit had downloaded to him. And he started to pray for me. We started to pray together. We started to pray together. This was after he received the check. Which, side note, is, you know, people be switching up when they get money. Not Travis. Not Travis. Here's the part I want you to see though. Here's the part that I want you to see Before we prayed He said Chris God put you on my heart and you know people be saying that right? Because people they be people in you know what I mean? He pulled out his phone. He said look at this 
Put this picture up, the next one. He showed me the memo section on his phone. 9.12 p.m., 20-something minutes after receiving his miracle, God puts me on his mind. We didn't just pray in a green room because we bumped into each other. After God provided for him, and I got to see what God did for him, I was then able to see how God was looking at me. And he said, look at my phone, look at the time. I wrote your name down. In other words, I'm not just saying it to say it. I'm aware of you because God told me to write your name, so I did. So therefore, we started to pray. The reason why I want to show you the time and I want to show you the name because the Holy Spirit is saying it is time and I know your name. I know exactly you are you have been on my mind I have not forgotten about you I think about you I see you I know exactly who you are I'm aware of who you are I know your need I know what's going on in your world and I need you to know what time it is because maybe you thought it was something else maybe you thought it's post pandemic and it's 2022 and I'm not working and I'm not moving anymore enemy you had your time but the time right now is I'm about to show off I'm about to show up I'm about to provide miracles I'm about to give you what you need I know who you are I know what you've been dealing with I know what time it is I'm aware of you if you receive it put a praise on it. Trev now pulled out his phone and showed it to me. It might have just been green room rhetoric. You know how people be? Oh yeah, man, I'm pray for you. Liar. But because I've seen it with my own eyes, I know it's not that it's that I'm on God's mind. He says, but I work through vessels. I, I work through people. And, and, if, and if you are obedient and compliant, then I'll show you. I'll show you how much I care about you. See, I, I want you to put up that text for me. Put up that text for me. John 9, John 9, verse 1. John 9, verse 1. It says this. John 9, verse 1 says, while he was passing by, he noticed a man. You know what I don't like about this? You can grab your seat. I don't like... What I don't like about the language here is that it suggests that he notices that man and that man alone. He noticed all men. He noticed the men. He noticed the women. He noticed the sick and he knows the healed. How do I know this? He's God. He knows all of it. And because he was aware of this man, it says, can you put it back up for me? It says he noticed the man. While he was passing by, he noticed the man who had been blind from birth. So if the man is blind from birth, he doesn't notice Jesus. But Jesus notices him. Let's address the theology. Let's address the theology that you have to find Jesus. 
you discredit who our God is and the knowledge that he operates in he knows who you are he knows what you are he knows where you are it's not that he found you he's been known where you are he's been seeing you he knew you in your mother's womb he knitted you together bit by bit piece by piece he knows where you are at all times in all situations even even when sin abounds grace abounds all the more he's not scared of your affirmities he's not scared of your difficulties he is aware of you and my prayer is that you catch the revelation that God knows your name and he sees you where you're at and as frustrated as you are with God thinking that he's not paying attention to you friend he pays so much attention to you do not consider his silence as absence he knows exactly who you are. He knows exactly what you're dealing with. He knows exactly what's going on in your world. He, he sees you and he knows you. He sees you and he knows you. He sees you. He knows your blind spots and yet he still talks to you. Why? So you could catch the revelation of who he is and what he is. Because to this point, you thought you knew everything there was about God. But he says, if you get in a relationship with me, I'll keep exposing you to who I am. I'll keep revealing my myself to who I am that's why you don't ever get so comfortable and you say I'm not gonna read the Bible today oh my Bible reading plan is John 3 I'm really gonna read John 3 16 as if you ever graduate from reading the Word of God every verse in the Bible every word in the Bible has knowledge has understanding and has wisdom and all of it all of it has not been unfolded to all men that's why the Bible says the Bible says that nothing is new under the Sun the word of God always was but the more you read it the more you get understanding of it he says son I know you daughter I know you I know you're blind I know your blind spots I know what you're dealing with I know I, I know I know I know I know and if you're not careful you listen to some person that starts to tell you that you're dealing with this because of that then that's somebody that does not understand the new covenant. Because the new covenant is, I took care of it for you. I took care of it. I don't treat you as your sins deserve. I died for you. I, I took the place for you. You do not have to deal with it like you think you're dealing with it. But here's what I want you to lean in on. Thank God, why? And he goes, exactly. Now you're asking me the right question. Now you are asking me the right question. Now you are asking me the right question. Now you are asking me the who sinned? Who who sinned? What? How dumb are these disciples, by the way? He's blind from birth, and they say, Did he sin? When did he have time to sin? In the womb? But that's what stupidity does. It makes our false theology sound reasonable. When we're not paying attention to the word of God, who sinned? You know what I wish Jesus would have said? I wish Jesus would have said, when they said, who sinned? I wish he would have said, all y'all. 
You want me to start in Genesis 1 and work all my way through? Who sin? But that's not why he's here. This has nothing to do with the sin. And the reason, the reason why this is so important to make mention of, the reason why this is so important to make mention of is because most people, most Christians get distracted by sin. And as a result, they miss out on miracles because they're so fixated on what you shouldn't be doing. You miss out on what God is doing. Now, let me clarify of course we do not sin of course we live a life of holiness but understand that when you are forgiven you are forgiven as far as the east is from the west you are forgiven if God forgot about it you need to forget about it he says son daughter you are forgiven and the more you fixate the more you fixate on sin you're gonna miss out on miracle this is the issue with the state of the world that we're in in 2022. Everybody want to talk about deconstruction. Everybody want to talk about canceling people. Everyone want to talk about putting people on blast and, 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 and showcasing what they've done wrong. Well, if that was the case, who's, who's any of us good enough to stand in the presence of God? The Bible says that my righteousness is like filthy rags. In fact, the original translation, those filthy rags are the type of rags that a woman would use that one time of the month. That's how filthy they are. You're up here on, your, on how good you are and how blessed you are. You got your big Bible. And, well, we don't dress like that when we come to church. Man, please. You start paying attention to the wrong things, end up serving the wrong God. God don't care about that. He don't care how you dress. He don't care what shoes you got on. He doesn't care how short your hair is, how much makeup you have on or don't have on. Talking about, well, I prayed 23 hours today. And yet you still as bad as the rest of them. It is by grace that I'm saved. You're not good on your own. You're not, you're not blessed on your own. You're only blessed because of grace. It's because of the grace of God he sees me. And it's because of the grace of God that he heals me. Why else? I don't know. But I'm good with it. He says it's for my glory. Now I got to say to you how the Holy Spirit told me to say it. Because I'm running out of time. He says it's for my glory. The Holy Spirit said, tell them. They're walking around thinking that they're the problem. The Holy Spirit said, you're not a problem. You're just a prop. You're not a problem. You're a prop. I've set you up and I put you in the scenery of what I've designed humanity and the human experience to look like. So I've allowed this over here and I've allowed that over there. But what I'm about to showcase is that what you're dealing with over there, although it's different than what this person is dealing with over here, and although it's different than what this person is dealing with over there, none of it is too difficult for me. I'm God and I will do what I want. I will heal who I want. I will bless who I want. And I will provide for who I want. Talking about God, why, why is this happening to me? He says, because your story, my glory. I'm allowing you.
go through what you're going through. Let's be honest. I just walked through the hardest season of my life. The hardest season of my life. I'm still trying to figure it out. But you know what I have to understand? God, your ways are higher than my ways. Your ways are greater than my ways. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to wipe the dust off my feet. I'm going to walk out of that last season. And I'm walking into the new season. I don't know what you have for me. I don't know what you're about to do with me. But here's what I know. I trust you because you are good and you are God. If you believe it, put a shout on it. I love what Pastor Travis preached last week. Because he put the responsibility on us. It's stewardship on our end. Can he, can he trust you with, with seed? Jesus said we have to work the works. Why are you asking for a miracle? So you could just receive a miracle? Or so that you could be a miracle? You keep asking God for all this experience. What you about to do with it? Pastor Travis, I almost titled this message, Can God Trust You With Seen? Can he trust you with experience? Can he trust you with what he's doing in you and for you? What are you about to do with it? The Bible says we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. I am tired of all the silent Christians that have been delivered, that have been set free, and they are staying quiet in the face of people trying to challenge our faith. They sound all smart. I don't care how smart they sound. I know what I know. I once was blind, but now I see I once was lost but now I'm found I was broken I was messed up and I was addicted but by the grace of God I am free why because whom the sun sets free is free indeed I need all the free people to put a praise on it you want a miracle great what you about to do with it who are you about to share it with? Who are you about to talk to? What are you going to do with it? You know you can't spell seed without C, right? He says, I'm about to give you a vision for where you're going, and I want you to sow into it. But you know how I know how to sow? Because of the harvest that I previously reaped. Well, you don't know where I come from. I may not know where you come from, but I know that you are standing here today because there are people that have gone before you. There are men of God. There are women of God. You may not know your name, but they've been praying for this city. They've been praying for this jurisdiction. They've been praying over this zip code. And as a result of it, you are blessed. So it's because of the seeds that were sowed previously that you are able to move forward. And he says, I'm going to give you seed, but I need you to see what I'm about to do with you. I trust you with it because what's the point of giving you the experience if you're going to keep it to yourself? Jesus could have healed that woman and let her go home. But he goes, who touched me? It's Jesus. He knows who touched him. He knows exactly who that woman is and what, he, what she was doing. But why did he say it out, have her say it out loud? It wasn't because he didn't know. It's because they didn't know. And he wanted to make sure that all the people in the surrounding towns were able to hear the goodness and the greatness of what just happened. 
There's this other story in the Bible, this man that Jesus loved. His name is Lazarus. He has two sisters, Mary and Martha. The, the sisters send word to Jesus. They say, the one you love, Lazarus, is sick. Come now so that he could be healed. He says, cool. He stays where he's at a few more days. In the interim of him staying where he is a few more days, Lazarus dies. He shows up on the scene, and now sister one is all angry. She's frustrated. She's annoyed. She says, Jesus, if you was here, my brother would not have died. And he says, did I not tell you? You ever got hit with a did I not tell you? That's how a parent talks to a child. Past their bedtime, they're awake playing video games. Did I not tell you? Didn't we talk about this already? Did I not tell you? Did I not tell you? What was the conversation you and God already had that you forgot about? Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will receive the glory of God? Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? He goes, he calls out Lazarus' name. Lazarus comes out and he's raised from the dead. Couldn't he have done that where he was? He could have. But the Bible says that the whole town came out. Your miracle isn't for you. It's for others. So if you've seen it, why aren't you talking about it? If you've seen it, tell it. Tell others what it is that God has done for you. 11 years ago, out of nowhere, my, my son got sick. 15 now, so he was four at the time. Rushed him to the hospital. We don't know what was wrong, we just know that he had these blotches all over his face, all over his body. The doctor comes back to us and says, uh, Dylan has a rare blood disease, ITP. His platelets are down. And he's saying, well, we're going to try this and Hopefully it'll work. They try it, doesn't work. So we're gonna try this, hopefully this works. Next day they try it, doesn't work. The next day they come back and now there just seems like faith is gone. It's like, well, not sure what's about to happen. There's a possibility that he could have leukemia if the platelets continue to drop. We may have to remove his spleen. Now I'm angry, frustrated. God, why? get a phone call from a pastor, Pastor Jude Fuquay, who I didn't know at the time. I knew of him, but I didn't know him. He says, Chris, last month there was a pastor and his son, the same thing happened to him. He said, I prayed over his son and his son was healed the next day. He said, here's what's about to happen. I'm about to pray over Dylan, and he'll be healed by 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. Let's go. Prayed. Sobbed. Went to bed angry. Woke up. Doctors come in. Not sure what happened overnight. His blood platelets went up. He's completely healed. That was 11 years ago. 
He's never had an issue with his blood since. He is a walking, talking, living, breathing miracle. You know why I say that? Because there's somebody in the room that needs a healing. There's somebody in the room that needs a miracle. If you need a miracle, I want you to stand in faith right now. You need a miracle, I want you to stand in faith right now. I believe that what God did for me, He could do for you. What God did for Pastor Travis and Dr. Jackie, He could do for you. What God has done for so many others, He could do for you. How do I know? Because I've seen it. I said to Dr. Pastor Jude a few days later, Pastor Jude, why did you tell me that story before praying for me? He said, because Chris, the presence of God abides on the altar of the testimony. The presence of God abides on the ark of the testimony. Because you've heard, you now believe that if he did it for them, he could do it for me. Is your faith stirred? Is your faith stirred? Lift up your hands all over the room. Holy Spirit, we come before you right now. And I ask you to fall on each and every person. I ask you to fill their minds. I ask you to fill their hearts. I ask you to meet their needs. For the one that needs a miracle, give them a miracle. For the one that needs healing, give them healing. For the one that needs a financial breakthrough, give them a financial breakthrough. From the one that needs to be healed of PTSD, heal them of PTSD. For the one that has the reoccurring nightmares of their childhood trauma, I pray you give them rest right now in the name of Jesus. Remove the night terrors in the name of Jesus. For the one that has a sickness, for the one that can't get the business off the ground that you told them to start, I pray you bless them and you provide for them right now. Now, right now, right now, right now. And with that said, if there's anybody in the room that's never given their life to Jesus, this is your moment. Or if you have, but you want to recommit your life to Jesus, this is your moment. If that's you and you want to give your life to Jesus, I'm going to count to three. And if that's you, you shoot up your hand. One, Jesus loves you and he died specifically for you. Two, tomorrow is not promised to any man or any woman. In fact, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. If that's you, you want to give your life to Jesus, go on ahead, lift up your hand now. Three, lift it up. Jesus, 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 yep. I see you, yep. I see you. Repeat this after me. In fact, let's all repeat it together. Jesus, you are good. You are God. Forgive me of my sins and all my wrongdoing. I love you. I give my life to you. Have your way in me and through me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, my friend, I pray that this week's message spoke to your heart in a deep place. And if you are moved to make a decision today to give your heart to Jesus, just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And I believe that you got up so I don't have to stay down. I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. I'm changed I'm saved. I'm different now. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, let us know your testimony. Please go to forwardcity.tv. Visit us all over social media at the number four word city. I love you. I believe in you. I know that God has a plan for you. Let's move forward.